Hey everyone, welcome back to another special episode of Nick Manny's Infinite Podcast. I'm here, as always, it's Manny. I'm not always here, but hi, I'm here. Nick's also here. Hi, Nuck. Hi, what's up, buddy? Not much. You, I know that you're currently at work in a hotel. I am. Well, I'm not currently at work, but yes, I am at a hotel for work. And uh, just in case this goes off the rails this episode, it would be because of the internet connection, which I will briefly mention. Did a classic speed test, that Ookla website, and uh, two megabits per second down is what I'm getting here on the internet. It's been mostly fine for this voice chat so far. There is some stuff that I'm not picking up. I'm generally getting the gist of everything, but there is a chance this is a very short episode in case it becomes too much to bear, and then we have to stop it because I'm not picking up anything he's saying, and it's very bad audio for me to keep asking what the entire podcast. <laughs> that is very true, and Nick doesn't want to edit the podcast to take out all the what? I mean, I'll do it if I have to, um, but I would no, prefer no. not to. Probably best to just redo it then. Um, That's also why we don't have video. This is also true. We don't have video because of this reason. But we have both have had weird internet issues lately. Yours yeah. less weird because you're at a motel, not at home. Mm-hmm. I've had a whirlwind of a day yesterday with internet. I heard this. Yeah, let's go into that for a second. So, as people know, I'm not at home. Hold on. Uh, uh, sorry, I forgot that. He at least, he at least went away out. from the mic I for forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that you don't edit those out anymore. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he was at least um, courteous enough know, to step away from the mic for a little bit yes as people know i'm not at home right now i'm at school so i had to go and buy um our new internet so in september i decided to upgrade our internet because it was just completely unbearable and i needed i needed good internet so i upgraded it and I paid that first month because of the installation fee or whatever. And I put my card to be on auto pay because that was the card that we were going to use. And by we, I mean me to pay. And so that's how I thought everything was going to be going. I come to find out yesterday because I checked my bank account just to see if anything had gone through. I come to find out that my payments have not gone through for October or November, even though I got a text message both months saying, Hey, your auto pay is going to go through on this date. Nothing happened. And they didn't even call us to see if we had paid or turn off our internet so that we would pay. I, I'm, can you explain this to me, Nick? Uh, no, I've never. Well, my roommate handles the payments on our end of things. I think the internet is lumped in with the utilities or b- bottom line. I make one payment for rent plus utilities plus internet altogether. So I don't know exactly how it works. I don't know how um, your internet situation for where you're at seems different than like most of the standard providers are. So I really don't have any light to shed as far as that goes. This seems a little sketchy, very unusual, and I don't really know what to tell you as far as how to resolve this thing. Yeah, I was very confused because the like I I don't know. None of it ever made sense. Like auto payment wasn't going through, even though it was the same card. And then the company didn't even care to see if we were paying or shut off our internet. So I'm curious how much longer it would have gone if I didn't do anything about it. I mean, the actual answer would have been another month because that's how long that you're still there. That is true. But then that wasn't the end of the internet issues. So I go to class yesterday after I pay my internet and all that stuff. I go to class. 
I come back at, let's say, like 10-ish. My internet is now like 2 megabits down a second. Like, awful. Like, the internet that you have right now. Oh, right, right. right. I do remember this now. What's going on here? So I do one speed test. Then I do another speed test. And I'm like, how is this possible? How did I just pay a certain amount of money to get internet? Well, not get internet, but make sure that I was okay on payments. And my internet got worse. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, don't know what this is. I contact the support, like, robot person online that you can text. Um, They tried to help me, but none of it worked. I go to sleep angry that our internet is bad, and I wake up. And our internet is fine again. They had to have been gaslighting me. Because the, because I mentioned, I'm like, hey, I just paid this today and I don't know why it's bad. And they're like, oh, it seems like there was an outage over on your side, but it should be back now. And they were saying that on their end, it was reading fine and to use like this specific internet speed test. And I'm like, okay, I'll use it. Same result. I'm like, I know how to do a speed test, guys. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Unplugged the modem, plugged it back in, nothing changed. So I'm like, all right, so as to not waste any more of your time or mine, I'm just going to go to bed. Have a good night. But now our internet is fine. So. Yeah, that's not fun. I've had, I've had like random days here and there. Uh, I think I had one day at the new place where the internet was just acting weird. Like nothing I did. And it was just on the laptop that I was using. It wasn't the entire network being weird. But yeah, that seems very strange and I have, like I said, I have no good answer for for any of that. That just seems a little sketchy. So it's probably for the best that you'll be out of there in a month and won't have to pay anymore. And it is kind of funny that once you pay it, it got worse. I think that's a good bit. It is a good bit. Yeah. Only my luck. I don't get it. And I had known that this company was not well liked beforehand because I looked it up and they were their reviews were not high, to say the least. And now we see why. You're going to leave a very bad yes. Yelp review. Does Yelp even work for like companies like that? Or is Yelp just like an I don't know. Thing? I don't know. But it is what it is. And it is fine now. So I guess I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's the only reason we can do this pod is that your internet recovered. I was thinking that earlier when you said, when you asked if we were still going to do this tonight, I was like, I thought your internet was bad. Last I heard it was four megabits a second. No, now it's fine. <laughs> yeah, now it's all good. I woke up and it was fine. There's that story. I, I've had a weird week of just things not working. Like our tub doesn't mm. drain and we tried using Drano and that doesn't work. So I put in a maintenance request and they didn't come today because the maintenance here sucks. Remember the, mm-hmm. the my sliding doors for my closet that I requested in September? They still haven't come to put them in. F. Maintenance requests yeah, are major. very, very hit and miss. Especially like... um. When I was in college, I lived on campus. I lived in the building with a basketball player. So the, those maintenance requests were usually done within a day or two because obviously that was like uh, the high priority building on campus for them. Mm-hmm. But at my complex, it's been a little hit and miss. So we had an issue with our dryer couple, uh, last month, I think. And they came in and they actually fixed that pretty easily. They ordered a part for it. And then it was there like a day or two later when we thought it would be like a week or two for them to actually get in there and replace the part. So that was cool, except... We put in requests for like replacing light bulbs and stuff around the apartment in the same order. My roommate put all this on the same list of requests and they did not get to the light bulbs. They just did the dryer and they left and the light bulbs are still not fixed in the certain areas that they have gone out in. So that's kind of obnoxious. They specifically say like changing light bulbs is something that they can do. So we put it on the list. 
Yes, but you want it to be a different request form. Yeah, that that would definitely be the play. I think my roommate filed a separate one for them afterward, and I don't think that's ever happened, or I don't think I've ever been in to help that. Yeah, I don't know, but it's been a weird week, to say the least. Elena's listening now, so we may start. We may start. I'm sorry, Elena, but we always start with games first. I mean, we're talking about Pokemon Week. It's Pokemon Week. Oh boy, I have so much to say about Pokemon Week. Scarlet and Violet comes out tomorrow? Friday, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see how people how people think of the game. There are some interesting things with it, like four-player co-op from the start. Really? Have any of the mainline ones have had co-op before? I think Let's Go had it. If you want to count that as a mainline, which yes, I but don't not, think it is. Yes, but not like this, where it's your own individual trainers and stuff, and you're going through the world together. That sounds a bit more interesting. That might, like warrant a playthrough down the line for me because that's always been my thing is that i don't as i've said before i don't really care for like the regular uh, pokemon formula that much so getting a new mainline entry day one is not something i've had any interest in uh, so that's why i wasn't going to get this game but if it's got some actual different features and different ways to play the game a co-op mode especially seems very fun if you get a friend or in this case three friends to go through it with i think that could actually make the game much more desirable to me like imagine like alana Bobby, me, and you just going through the island. Yeah. That could be fun. Or that could be fun. For, for mine and Steph's group, me, Steph, Amy, and probably Laura going through the island together and doing it. There are like some interest. Or the other group, me, Max, Edith, and Leah or Levy, whichever one. Um, so there are like some interesting things like that. I, I genuinely don't know what else is different because I'm not keeping track or looking at anything. Not that I'm going to yeah. get the game, but I just haven't looked. Yeah, I would expect not much to be different otherwise in the formula. But again, running through like running through a basic ass game with friends makes it worthwhile to me. Uh, whereas a game like that, I enjoy alone, but I won't play all of them. Uh, so I think the co-op is going to be what lends that to lends that more playability and replayability for someone like me who's. Less than on the fence about it, I think. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think also catching Pokemon is going to work a lot more close to the way that Arceus does it, or Arceus, mm. whichever one. Like, the wild zones themselves are going to be a lot closer to that um, in this game. So, it'll be interesting to see what people think about it. Old, I don't want to say, like, old Pokemon players, but people that have played a lot of the Pokemon games versus people that haven't. So, we will find up, find out soon enough yeah i like that you when you were talking about the possibilities for co-op playthroughs it was mostly just you flexing how many friends you have well i mean i don't know i was just talking about the you know who could all play together fine i'll I say know. nick who else plays jay no no see the, the only other person that comes to it would mind that it would be us and bobby and is, elena that would be it it would be but it would also be alec but alec is in australia alec yeah is, time zones yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played Temtem. Did you ever look into Temtem? I don't think I know what that is. Okay, so Temtem is like an indie developer version of Pokemon. But instead of 1v1s, uh, like one Pokemon versus one Pokemon, it's 2v2s. So, you're, okay. so you always have two, quote-unquote, Temtem out in the field. And that game was also completely co-op. And that was like early access for a long time, but I think it came out fully either this year or last year. I think it was this year. Okay. 
Yeah, I've never heard of it. So that was like an alternative for a lot of people when they didn't like Sword and Shield. They just Mm -hmm. went to Temtem for a little bit just to see what it was like. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Although I I think you're probably like the actual charm of Pokemon to a lot of people is the Pokemon themselves. So I think it's it's, there is the pull of the cute stuff about the game more than the gameplay itself, I think, for a lot of people. Mm. But that does sound interesting as someone who my big gripe with those games is the structure and the gameplay. Yeah, obviously, it's it's still Pokemon at the end of the day. Yeah, but I know that there were like, I don't want to say significant changes, but there were cool changes to Temtem than compared to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Temtem having Ice Q or Piplup or is it is it Gibble? Gible? I think it's Gible. That's how I've always pronounced it. Elena cut correct. So it is Gible. That's what I've always thought. That's how it's spelled. That's what I've always thought too. Because there's only Elena, one. If you're in the chat still, uh, unless you're driving, uh, please correct us. If it was G-I-B-B-L-E, then it'd be Gibble. But since it's 1B, it's Gible. Anyways, Pokemon Week. It should be interesting to see what people say. And then also, last week, God of War Ragnarok came out, and I couldn't play it. F. I thought um, I thought the stream that you were going to do this past Friday night was going to be God of War. And then it was It not. was going to be God of War. It was supposed F. to come. Ooh, Elena pronounces it Gibble. I pronounced it the way Manny first said it. it. Yeah, they do say Gibble. That's what I thought. How to pronounce? I think it's, I think it's pronounced Gibble. Which bothers me. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's Gibble. Gibble. But I hate Gibble. that so much. Yeah, it should be Gibble. I don't like that. Okay, I'm actually really fucking annoyed by that. Right? Elena says it's cuter. Yes, but it's incorrect. If it's if you want it, it to be Gibble so bad, just spell it with the extra B. What's what's wrong with that? You avoid confusion by doing that. I've been calling it Gibble my entire life. I've also called it Gible. It should have, if it's 1B, it's Gible, not Gibble. Harley does make a good point. Pokemon also makes up its own pronunciations. Gible makes more sense with Garchomp, because Gible sounds like Nibble. I get it. I get it. But also, as someone who knew Gible, I'm going to keep calling it Gible. Before I knew about the evolutions uh, beyond that, I thought it was Gible. I've always thought it was Gible. Anyways, back to God of War. I... <laughs> So a couple friends uh, had decided to to buy me a copy of God of War, and I am eternally grateful for it. It's I'm very happy about it. Um, Amazon was the one that was supposed to deliver it, and the Friday morning they said, "Hey, so we're having issues with this. We're pushing it back to next Saturday." F. I am livid. It's no one's fault. I other would be than too. The manufacturers and you know whatever happened, but. Man, I was so excited. That was going to be the stream on Friday. It was going to be God of War. <sighs> okay. And I haven't seen anything for it either. I still haven't. I don't know the story. I don't. I know like a little bit of the gameplay, but not a whole lot. Um, I've stayed like a complete virgin to the game. So I'm excited for it. This is why digital is better. Uh, trying to build up a cop of physical library because physical media will still always be better is my opinion on that. Digital is convenient, yes, but it is what it is. Yeah, it depends on, as I've said before, it depends on the console. For whatever reason, Switch stuff I pretty much buy all physically, and then Xbox stuff I pretty much just get all digitally. Just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier to find a good deal on a digital Xbox game because they have those st- those sales on the store all the time. So that's usually just how it ends up happening. But Switch stuff I just buy day one, and in that case I just buy it physically because 
initially before I got the micro SD card that I have, I did not have much storage, so I just bought everything physically to save the storage space. And then I've just been sticking with it since then. No, it's it's a whole thing. I I use both regardless at the end of the day. Yeah. It's again certain certain hardware I, I used on. And then certain Xbox games I do have that are physical, but it's mostly digital by now. I'm gonna take a swig of water while I can. Go ahead. Got me some of that smart water, folks. Now you gotta get life water. It's funny, the tag said life water, and then I looked and it was actually smart water. Weird. I got it from the gas station because it was like two for three dollars. And this is all on my company card anyway, because I'm out of town. So all of my travel expenses in terms of food and drink are on the company card. But yeah, <clears throat> this is not usually the water that I would get. But I get bottled water on the road because my water filter stays at home with the roommate, obviously. Do you not just have like a uh, like a hydro or something? I don't. I should probably look into something more portable. But you should get it at Costco. Never been to Costco. What? Do they have the same thing at Sam's Club, though? Probably, yes. Because my roommate has a membership to Sam's Club that I can use. While you're at Sam's Club getting a hydro, you should also get some thermals. Stuff saying smart water and life water are both great. I agree. I like life better than smart, but that's just my opinion. Jay, I have heard that. Because are you talking about this dude who has glasses, who just reviews water constantly? Because I've seen that guy. And he absolutely tears everything apart that isn't Fiji. You ever had Voss water? I've never had Voss water. Maybe I've had Voss. I can't remember. The only reason I know it is because they bring it up in Grown Ups 1. That's the mm. only reason I know it. The kid tries to order Voss water at like a at like a small town diner. And she's like, we have tap water. Yeah, I don't know if I've had Voss before. I know that it's like the expensive brand or whatever. But water's water, guys. Yeah, he does like Liquid Death. I've had Liquid Death and I wasn't impressed. I need my, my, my artificial flavorings in my water. Otherwise, it doesn't feel real to me. You're drinking bubbly. Is bubbly like uh, LaCroix? It's like sparkling water, isn't it? Oh, God. Jace's Voss water was a mainstay wanger's bit, was it? They, they make fun of Voss water all the time. Okay, I don't remember the last time this was mentioned. I don't think it was that long ago, actually. If not, it was me making fun of other people for drinking Voss water. Yeah, this is where Harley says he remembers it, and then he'll say that he's a bigger fan than I am, and that he should be the mod instead. <laughs> Which he's correct. About. And I agree. Yeah, we all agree. I think we all agree. Overthrow Nick. Let's talk about karaoke, actually. Now that we're already talking about wangers. Karaoke oh, was yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was fun. Yeah, that was so. a stressful but fun evening. So about two weeks ago, Nick and I got to help out with Wenger Karaoke over on the Amateur Hour Films. We've had Christian on the show before. We've talked about getting other people in, but we we fail at that all the time. Um, but we didn't. But we didn't, exactly. Um, but karaoke was a couple weeks ago, and that was a lot of fun. We got to help out with social media stuff. I don't want to say little stuff, but it was on the sideline stuff. But it was still awesome to be included with all that stuff. All the songs and performances yeah. and costumes were great. Brian was robbed. Brian was robbed many times. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, we, we just learned that he put by far the most money into the costumes of anybody, and he didn't end up winning a single round. <laughs> he bought a costume for every round. Yeah, he did. He's committed. Like, but the, but the people don't vote for commitment. They They vote for some other criteria. Brian had some really good picks this year and good performances. 
Usually he, he has like a couple of good ones. This one he like almost all of them were great. But pretty much everybody had like all good songs to be fair, or at least good performances. I think I this has say. been the best set list. I th- I agree. Even the songs yeah. I didn't know, like I ended up. Even if I didn't love them, they were still stuck in my head at the end, which I think is just a sign that it was effective. Like the Fairly Odd Parents song, that... stuck in my head oh, as much as I didn't like me? it. I love Shiny Teeth in Me. That's When I saw that Eric was going to sing that song, I was livid. And by livid, I mean like excited. It also helped that I was in the <laughs> That's not what livid means. So I, knew, I know that that's not what livid means. Uh, it helps that I was in the PMI Discord because... He kept, he did keep changing one of the channels to say teeth talk. And I'm like, what is his obsession with teeth? Like, it was just out of nowhere. <laughs> they would just change it to teeth talk. And when I saw shiny teeth in me, I'm like, it all makes so much sense now. <laughs> wow. The long play. The long play. Yeah, we did, we did get, uh, we did get those set lists in advance. So we knew all the spoilers in advance. And then Brian immediately changed the very first song on us. <laughs> he did. Nick had all the tweets like drafted. I had all the tweets planned out for every song through through all five rounds. Like I had them in order, ready to be tweeted out. All I had to do was just add the video clips, and then Brian immediately changed it the very first song on the list. That DM exchange was so funny. Yeah, made my life slightly more difficult, but it was a fun night nonetheless. The other thing that made our life slightly more difficult was when they're like, "Yeah, let's get a pull up," and it's like. We don't oh have God. login info. And then they're like, oh. We need to be logged yeah, into the channel. That. <laughs> yeah. And I was about to say something like oh, before God. the show started. I forgot about I that. That was terrifying. That was terrifying. <laughs> it's that scene in SpongeBob when they're all running inside his brain and they start like shredding all the files and the fires <laughs> going on. What's the name? What's the name? That's what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At all, and I'm glad, I'm glad you got to handle that. It did. All, it did I, that all wasn't me. Fun. That was Elena. Oh, okay. Well, props to them. I will never praise Manny for anything again. I'll just listen. I was hyping up chat. <laughs> you were. I was basically non-existent in that chat. I was solely staying on Twitter yeah. the entire evening. Yeah, I was crowd interaction. We all had our roles to play. And then since then, there's been polls on the last two episodes of Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those have been fun. I try to make we them. We did uh, reestablish like. the official canon. We may, we made Brian the official winner of round one, I believe. Yes, he is the official winner of round one, which makes Cody the winner overall. But but my favorite poll was the mic the mic twirl. I don't know why I just like that one of yes no. I was scared <laughs> for my life. Overall, karaoke was fun. I think everyone should go watch it. It's a nice de stressor and enjoyable time when everything sucks in the world. Yeah. I don't know why I said sucks like that one scene in Mortal Kombat. It about sucks. Soul sucked. <laughs> oh, there's there's an old Vince McMahon uh, segment from like 2000 where he just says life sucks and then you die. And I that delivery has never left my brain. And that's what it sounded like to me when you said sucks just now. We bring it back to wrestling all the time. We always bring it back to wrestling, folks. I am so behind on all the we- wrestling right now. It's ridiculous. I know that it was either last week or two weeks ago. Apparently, they had like a really bad crowd. Like they were just not having it. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Monday Night Raw a couple of weeks back. But I feel like I all think the that's crowds what have been it was. dead for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. I am five, six weeks behind on WWE, and about the same for AEW, um, which both of them have big shows in the next two weekends. So I don't think I'm going to get fully caught up before uh, before these shows. I'm probably not going to pay for the AEW one this time either. 
What show does WWE have coming up? They've got the Survivor Series next Saturday night, I think. The Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mm. Which usually that yeah, show no, is I'm the okay. Sunday before Thanksgiving. No, I'm good. But they, they Yeah. Yeah. It won't it won't win you over. No. The thing that the thing that did win me over, obviously, was Sasha Banks. But <laughs> the, her her return has been rumored for so long and she still hasn't returned yet. Yeah, I think I saw it's been six months. Uh, since she yeah. and Naomi, her tag team partner, both walked out. And I, yeah. I keep seeing rumors. Like, I don't look for it, but, like, wrestling fans go fucking crazy with every rumor they ever see. Like, there's all these stuff talking about that she, like, started her own company, and they filed a bunch of trademarks for different names, and they announced her for some convention that says formerly known as Sasha Banks and that she's just going by her real name now. So there's a bunch of stuff going on, and I don't know what it all is. I'm sure she will eventually be back to wrestling. I think she comes back next year for what is is it Royal Rumble? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I mean that would that's usually where all the biggest surprise returns happen. Yeah, I think it happens during Royal Rumble. If if she returns we'll at see. all. I think she will eventually. I don't I think it might be like a year or two down the line. We'll see. Depends on what her other commitments are like. But uh yeah, Harley asks if wrestling viewers usually take a dip when football is going. Yes, the Monday night show on USA usually takes uh I think it's like a between 10 and 20% overall dip in viewership. It might be a little more, a little less, depending on the year um, when football is on. But uh, yeah, that's definitely it. What we were talking about was actually the the actual live, the live crowd and attendance at these shows. They have not been as rowdy and active as they normally are for whatever reason. Um, I think a lot of the time they just, uh, it's usually an issue with the way they mic the crowds. I don't think it's like the crowds are just going there and not having fun. And they're not participating because you don't pay that much money to go see a wrestling show when you're a big fan and just not participate. Um, so, yeah, as far as your overall question, yes, the viewership usually goes down. And then January is when their uh, big their big wrestling season leading into WrestleMania, which is in April. That's when things ramp back up. So as soon as uh, as soon as the college football national title game happens, that's when the people flock right back to wrestling and it becomes much more popular for the, at least the next few months until WrestleMania. That's usually how the cycle goes. So the fall is usually the deadest time of year for them. I did not expect to get into wrestling talk. No, that's the way that life goes sometimes. It takes you from, what were we talking about at the beginning? At the very beginning? Internet. <laughs> yeah, it takes us from Yeah, we're talking internet about your internet at the very beginning. To karaoke. To video games. To wrestling. To karaoke, to wrestling. Oh, it was karaoke and wrestling. That was the bridge. Yes, it was karaoke, then wrestling. Which, was there a single wrestling intro song this year? No. Um... I feel like there was something adjacent. So Cody did Roland last year, which was Undertaker's theme yeah. song for a time. Um, I, Click Click Boom was a pay-per-view theme song for one specific show in 2001. Cody did that, but I don't think it was like a wrestler's theme song. I don't think any of those were done this year. Because like each individual pay-per-view will get its own theme song based on like what's currently popular at the time. They'll just pick a somewhat popular song and they'll just put that as the theme song. So that was what Click 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 Boom was, I think, in October 2001, if I recall correctly. Speaking about booms, do you remember the movie Here Comes the Boom <laughs> starring... With Kevin James? <laughs> Kevin James. I watched that movie a couple times, I think, freshman or sophomore year of high school. Surprisingly delightful, as I remember it being it's a decade bad. ago. It, it's fine. No. I remember it being pretty cute. We like, should do a commentary Do I think Kevin James would land Salma Hayek? No. But that's the Adam Sandler way. Selma Hayek's in that? Isn't she the main... I don't remember that. Love I believe you when you say this, but I don't remember her in the movie. Yes, it looks like it's her. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, and Henry, and Henry Winkler is his trainer. Oh, God, Joe Rogan's in this movie? I was going to say, the top four, you like the best top four you could come up with for any cast is Kevin James, Henry <laughs> Winkler, Joe Rogan, and Salma Hayek. Why I do not remember, remember Joe. Oh, I guess Rogan. I guess because the MMA connection, Joe Rogan's in it. Okay. My guess is that he's Rogan the UFC is commentator. there like, as a cameo because his... Well, it says he's third build. Like his, I know Boss Rutan is the like his friend, and he's getting like his citizenship test done. And he's he was a yeah. big MMA fighter back in the day. That's who I'm. Yeah, I don't remember of. Rogan in it. Yeah, me neither. It's on Netflix right now. Oh my god, <laughs> I might watch this. <laughs> uh, I love when <laughs> random shit gets brought up that we haven't thought about in a long time, and we're like, oh, we should watch this. We have so many commentary ideas what was the, and so little time. What was the other one recently? I know we talked about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because you've never seen it. I've, oh, no. I've seen the Tim Burton one a handful of times, but I have not yes, seen the actual seen Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Factory. Yeah. I'm just going to look up commentary in our chat with Elena and see what has been discussed lately. Me and Elena talked about doing Chicken Little with Colin. Which I would still join you for, because I only saw that movie once. I would like to see it again, and that would be the most fun environment to do so. I've seen that movie too many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. And the reason why I like had a weird fascination with that movie as of late was because Colin mentioned the Bare Naked Ladies song that I didn't know was Bare Naked Ladies, and so I just have that on repeat sometimes. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, October 11th, in all caps, Nick, holy fuck, pop star never stop, never stopping, just got ahead to HBO Max commentary time. That was over a month ago. That's a good one. I, That's I, a good one. I, I don't know if it's still on there, but I know that I made Edith watch that. That was interesting. <laughs> I've never seen it, yeah, although I, I enjoy I enjoy Lonely Island stuff, like movies that I've seen, so I expect I would enjoy that if I watched it. Let's see. I discussed a Die Another Day 20th anniversary commentary with Bobby and Elena. I at least uh, brought up the idea. So we should do that at some point before the year ends while it's still the 20th anniversary. We're looking for a good holiday movie to do this year. I think we didn't officially agree on Die Hard yet. We we almost did Die Hard last year for Christmas. What was the other one we mentioned? A Christmas movie? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. It was some movie to do with Christmas, and I can't remember it. Have you seen Arthur Christmas? No. That's a delightful film. That's a good one to watch. I'm going to look up Christmas movies on letterbox lists and see what some ideas are. If anybody has recommendations for us, you can drop them in the chat. We talking Christmas movies? Yes, Arcadia. Arcadia's going to say it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Do you see that Christmas Story sequel is out, like, tomorrow? <laughs> a Christmas Story Christmas? Is that what it's fucking called? I think so. Home Alone's a good one to always do. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is another yeah. one. The the Grinch. Batman Returns Miracle is on, on this 34th list. Fourth Street. Sorry, what Batman Returns? It takes place on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Iron Man Three. We we like mentioned as a joke because it takes yeah. place during Christmas, but it's never an actual central theme of the movie, so we don't really count it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. What's this? A SpongeBob watch, like, Christmas. A Garfield Christmas. It's a SpongeBob Christmas from 2012. Is that the claymation one? It looks like it from this poster, yeah. Mm, I've never like heard about one. this before. Have you, you could watch seen Fred Claus? Rise of the Guardians? I have not. I'm, I thought about Fred Claus. Have not seen Rise of the Guardians. Dang. Elena says Dang. that they want to be on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I am down. We talking the Jim Carrey one? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Never seen it. I saw the animated 
short or whether it was a short or not the anime like the anime one from like the 50s yeah, or 60s it's special knows i, I, I want to do yeah. like i want to do like a series of uh special commentaries like the peanuts ones frosty rudolph grandma got run over by a reindeer how the grinch stole christmas like those are all the things that i love about christmas and i'd love to do commentaries for all of those I would not be as festive as you on those commentaries. I'm trying to be more fe- more festive about Christmas this year. And we'll see how I feel when we get to, like, December. But, um... Yes, I know. I'm trying. Setting up my own tree for the first time this year. You and I are both are built different. We are. I have historically enjoyed Christmas, but since I've become an adult, I don't enjoy it quite as much. Steph wants to be on the Rudolph commentary. Yeah. I love Christmas, and I love Christmas movies, so those are always exciting to me all the stop motion animation christmas movies yeah exactly they all just seem like i saw all those fun. at some point as they a kid. bring me joy yeah i'm pretty sure i watched rudolph with my grandmother every year i think i think i watched rudolph and maybe frosty when they aired on cbs every year i think that's what i remember as a kid we would watch them in class because we're arizona so we don't like the cold so we would eat inside sometimes right so we would watch mm-hmm. uh Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, and then for like the holiday season, we would watch the Peanuts Thanksgiving, Peanuts the Big Pumpkin, the Great Pumpkin, uh, the Christmas one, and then we'd watch Rudolph and Frosty. Sometimes Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Like we'd watch all of those during lunchtime. So I have like a lot of fun memories of doing that with friends. And then if there's like white elephant gifts that we do, we would do those as well. Oh, I love Christmas time. I'm so happy that it's here finally. I mean, we still have Thanksgiving, which I do love, but Christmas. Nuck has thoughts on Thanksgiving. Those have been made clear. Nick, let's watch Jingle All the Way. Never seen it. I'm not opposed. Sad. Um, let's see. Anything else good on this list? Steph, you want to just do a commentary of the Macy's Day Parade? <laughs> just wake up at the ass crack of dawn and just watch the parade floats go wouldn't be nearly as early for her to be fair yeah for me it'd be early i mean it's not yeah. that early what it's like seven it's less early than it would have been yeah we could do muppet christmas carol <gasps> i love the muppets in the christmas carol i th- i saw like i've said before that i've never seen the muppets i saw some muppet movie when i was a kid but i do not remember for life me what it was and that's like all I, I remember seeing a Muppet movie as well as a kid. All I remember, I mean, it's kind of weird to say. Uh, all I remember is Kermit, but Kermit was there. I vaguely remember something about like dissecting frogs. I I don't I don't remember it, but I know that that was a thing. Hmm. Does Toy Story count as a Christmas movie? Not really. It's literally the final scene. It, it is the final scene. It's a birthday movie more than a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol's a W. Okay, it seems like the audience want to do Muppets Christmas Carol. Hmm. Y'all should watch Avenue Q. No. How about Die Hard, though? Die Hard is also a good choice. We can do both. We could. Yeah, we don't just have to do one Christmas commentary. Tom and Jerry have a few classic Christmas shorts. That we is do? true. I think I, I think I watched one of those. Um... I was going to say, we don't have to uh, be bogged down by Spider-Man movies this holiday season either. So that might give us more time for Christmas stuff. Although to be fair, we knocked all those Spider-Man movies out in like two days. Yeah. 
and I love Christmas, so I have no issue spending like a week just banging out mm-hmm. commentaries. You can call us the ABC Family Podcast at the end of this, basically, is what we're saying. <laughs> oh my god! So I think next week uh, I'm going back down next week for Thanksgiving. I think next week me and my mom are probably going to go see Polar Express in theaters. And I know you haven't seen that one either, correct? Uh, we watched it in school. I don't remember being a fan. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that one. Mostly because my mom loves Polar Express. And so if she likes something, then I'm going to like it for her. But I'm very excited to see that one. They're doing a re-release of it in November? Yes. I don't know why. But since we're already talking about watching movies and watching movies with my family... Uh, there was some movie that came out this past week, Nick. Do you, do you remember what it was called? Uh, let me look up. Let me look at Box Office Mojo, which has the best website in the world. Let me look that up and see what see what was top five. My favorite box website this ever. I think it was like a little independent studio. Let's see. Are we talking the Banshees of Any Sharon? Yes, that's. Exactly I think that was what released wide this past weekend or the weekend before, and it's already out of theaters here. I so let's let's talk before. Banshees. You saw it too, right? Clearly. Listen, Banshee is my favorite X-Men from X-Men First Class. I really love the way that they utilize his powers uh, in the final act with the Cuban Missile Crisis. What do you think? You think I saw Banshees? I mean, I don't know. You, you do see some indie stuff sometime. I wouldn't quite say it's an indie movie because Searchlight made that movie, but you do see some smaller stuff every now and then. I got you to go see The Novice in theaters. If I, It's mostly if I have time to go see it, then I will. A lot of the yeah. times, because I'm in school and I don't have stable transportation, I don't go. Yeah, yeah, totally understandable. Uh, let's talk about the movie that you're actually talking about. Yeah, Black Panther Wakanda Forever finally came out. After the very tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, the movie's out. They didn't push it back too much. They pushed it back about six months, and they could have easily just not have done it because of the impact of Chadwick to the cast, to the crew, to to all of the people that watched him on screen. They could have easily not have done that. And me and Nick recently did a commentary for Black Panther 1, and we, as we were watching, we were like, he was so good. He was just really good in the role, in, in any role that he played. Um, So obviously they could have just not done it, but the movie's out. It, it is number one at the box office. I don't think that's really a surprise right now. But Chadwick is no longer in it. And the story that I can tell you is that um, T'Challa has passed away and the main characters are trying to see how Wakanda is going to move forward from it. I feel like that's a very simple explanation of the plot. In mm-hmm. the movie, there's also... <laughs> Uh, the Talokans, which are led by Namor. Um, Atuma's in there. I don't think they ever say that his name is Atuma, but maybe they do like once or twice. But Atuma's there as well. He's not like his right-hand man, but he's a formidable foe for one of the characters in the movie. And I'll just do my my first joke. Not joke. My uh Wow, I read your comment and now I'm completely off track. Harley was saying that you should have had Nick do the, the the Wakanda Forever salute with his with his arms crossed for the thumbnail. And then Nick said I was gonna make that joke when he was done talking. <laughs> so now I, I'm completely I threw off him off the rails. Um 
I, what I was going to say was I'll start with my with my general opinions on the movie. I like the movie. I like the movie a lot. I I can feel and I think that we're going to start differing on stuff pretty early on. But for me, I can feel the emotion for everyone involved. I feel like this is a movie that it does poke into MCU stuff, which I don't like. But I feel like they they everyone involved all the filmmakers really wanted to do a tribute to Chadwick and for me that's when the stuff works the best not saying like oh they're romanticizing his his death or anything like that they don't they do it very tastefully and I feel whenever they reflect on the impact of T'Challa and Chadwick and the long run of it that's when it's at its best it's when it's the character focused story I think is the best stuff for me personally I think the movie looks better than Black Panther 1 I think it's shot a lot better um the pacing's off in the middle there's a subplot that I think can be taken out completely but I like the third act a lot and I like the villain once again in the Black Panther movie so all in all it gets my thumbs up to go watch it. I think it's good. I think it's very good. It's probably my favorite thing of Phase 4. Maybe Spider-Man beats it, but I like this one a lot. I don't like it as much as you. I know we're shocked to hear this, folks. Um, I did man. like it overall. Yeah, 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 I know. I did like it overall. Uh, it just, and I was kind of on board with it for a lot of it, and then it sort of lost me, I would say, in the last hour or so in particular. Uh, was when it lost me. I thought the pacing started to drag. Um, as you said, it is a weirdly paced movie. And for my money, my big issue with it is that I think there's just entirely too much going on and way too much of it could have very easily been cut if they made even just minor tweaks to the script. I think you could easily trim 45 minutes off this movie because it's a long one. It's like 240. And I think you could easily take 45 minutes out of it and the movie would be stronger for it. I legit just think it needed one rewrite to sort of trim a lot of that fat and to merge some things together and i think it would have made for a much more streamlined and better experience overall um as you said the i think the actors are the best part of this movie uh, everybody involved puts their all into it whether they've been in these movies before or not obviously the people who worked more closely with chadwick you can feel a lot of that in their performances um but all the new characters they do a good job making an impact they make a good impression um, there's a lot of good dynamics at play in terms of the political stuff. I don't think it's necessarily as sharp uh, in a lot of that as the first movie was, but there's there's basic stuff there for you to grasp onto, and obviously they're going to continue that into the future. But yeah, overall, um, I legit just think the script is just a little too packed. There's great ideas in there, and I think sometimes that stuff shines through, but I think it just gets bogged down too much. Um which, I mean, this it's just that happens. It's not necessarily that the ideas that the movie had were wrong. It's just that I think it's just overstuffed. And I think it would have been better if it were shorter. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with you. For, and I also agree. I think the script isn't as sharp as the first one. Um, I think it's still good. I just feel like the first one had more lines that dug deep and really, like, hit. Uh, yeah. This one is a lot more of the performances that hit with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like the main difference that I would say with that. I feel like I'm more forgiving, and I admit this, that I'm more forgiving to this movie because of the task that they had at hand, which was to take a movie that was written for a specific actor and then rewrite most of it because they no longer had that actor 
um, and then trying to still pay tribute while also it's an MCU film. They're going to have to introduce stuff. So they do introduce things. There's one major thing that I don't like. The other one I, I see, but I also am fine with it in this movie. Um, but overall, I just I really enjoyed it. It's kind of hard to I mean, it's not really hard to talk about it without spoilers because you can say um, like sure he has a great arc in the movie i know that you don't think this but i really liked or maybe it's not that you don't think this but you feel like mbaku was kind of underutilized whereas i liked his use in the movie um so there's that aspect as well one thing that we that we touched on a little bit was the new characters so the big main new character was namor or namor as some people call him um so just what did you think about namor uh, I liked him. I thought the um, without again without getting into too many details, his opening scene where he and uh, his people get introduced, I think, is really effective. There's good suspense in that scene, and then the first scene where he actually interacts with our main characters, I think, is really cool. Um, the actual dynamic at play uh, is really interesting. Like I said, tying in with the political themes and all that, and when he actually has his big explanation scene where you understand his motives and all that. Uh, it works. It's clear, and it like you understand everything he's doing and why he's doing it. And like the cliche thing that people always say is like the best villains are the ones that you can understand and empathize with, and all that. And that's true here. And I like the way things get resolved with him, um, and how it ties into the broader ideas and everything like that. So I was I was a fan of his. Um, there is some aspects of the script that I think just underserve all the characters, uh, in my opinion. But I think overall the main beats of everything with him work, and it's a good performance as well. The wings, you like the little feet wings? I had no opinion on the feet wings. I know some people, for whatever reason, are really upset about this. I could not possibly imagine caring that much about feet wings. The group of friends I went to go see it with did not like the wings. They were yeah, that, that's right. very mad about the wings. And <laughs> of course. I don't get why. It was, <laughs> sure, it was goofy, but they were also utilized in a cool way. Like, there's a lot... For me personally, I like the way that the wings were used. I mean, I just have no, I have legitimately no opinion on them whatsoever. I don't yeah. know how this is, a, I, know. I just, don't know how this is a point of just, controversy for people. I don't know either. I, I think it was cool, A, to have them for comic book like accuracy, but B, I just liked the way that they used them and integrated them. And all of his power set in general, I thought was really clever the way that they introduced all of that. Namor has like a really cool backstory that I personally really loved given what they changed with the character. I think you can, as Nick said, see all the clear outlines as to why he would be involved in this story and why he would want to talk with specific people that he does. But he was awesome. And I do and I do agree. I like his resolution throughout the movie. I like a lot of the character resolutions in the movie. I think they're pretty well done, all things considered. Uh, we, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o also is in the movie. She's not in it. I think that's the other thing. People say like, oh, she's not in it much. Once again, I feel like when she is there, she's utilized very well to where I don't like feel her absence. Because I feel like in the first one, she's there, but she's a lot more of a... I don't say that crutch for T'Challa because she is her own person, like the casino. You see her character through there, but she doesn't have a substantial arc. She helps 
T'Challa see his arc in the first one. And yeah. here, I feel like she has much more presence and importance in the movie. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, if we're comparing her to like M'Baku, she has a lot more directly relating to the plot and also stuff pertaining to the future of the series. But so like in that sense, yeah, I feel like she's better utilized in that in, in that way at the very least is that she's just more directly involved with things happening in the movie. It doesn't feel like like he is kind of doesn't feel like she's on the sidelines, even when she's not on screen. It doesn't feel like she's just totally on the sidelines and just waiting for the plot to bring her in. It actually feels organic when she's introduced and the way she keeps popping up in the movie feels organic as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, overall, I I enjoyed it. I think some people are going to have issues with certain things and people are going to nitpick it or say like, oh, you're only forgiving it because Chadwick passed. I feel like that's just a given for me personally. That's just a given. It's something that we'll never understand because we never knew him like that. But it's still an actor that did a really good job that passed away very soon due to unfortunate circumstances. But overall, I give it a thumbs up. I think Nick gives it a thumbs up as well, generally. Like, overall, yeah. I would still, uh, I, this is one of those movies where it's like every time we review a big movie, uh, you say whether you would recommend it or not. And I'm like, if you want to see this movie, you probably saw it by now anyway, or you want to, yeah. or you've decided whether or not you want to. So, I mean, whatever we say isn't really going to sway you either way. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot for a lot of the movie, and then it just sort of lost me toward the end. But I would still definitely be positive about it overall. There's just a lot of stuff that I think would be better if it were trimmed down or just restructured a little bit. Which I think we're going to talk about for a little bit right now. So if you've not seen the movie, now is your chance to leave. Please leave, because we will be spoiling Black Panther for a little bit. Get the fuck out of here. going deeper into our thoughts. So bye in three, two... One, the whales. The whales? Oh, they ride whales. The whales. They ride on whales in this movie. That's right. I forgot about that. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> okay. Everett Ross. His subplot. I like Martin Freeman. I like I him love a Martin lot. Freeman. I don't think that he needed to be in this movie. Mm-mm. He technically needs to be there because of the larger thing that they're doing. But the larger yes. thing that they're doing feels like it's written in crayon compared to the rest of this movie. Yes. I, I If you want to have him in the movie and like tease stuff early on, I think that first scene with him uh, where he meets up with Okoye and Shuri, that, that's a fine scene. I, like, yeah. Sure. Have that scene in there. Have him give like his condolences and his grievances and say like... You know, T'Challa helped me when I needed him most. I will be here to support you guys whenever. Because it sets up his uh, allegiance to Wakanda and his gratitude to them and stuff. And the UN scene at the beginning of the movie. God, that fucking UN scene was great, in my opinion. I, I love that whole sequence between cutting between the UN and then uh, Talokan intercepting the miners for, for Vibranium. Oh, that was so good. Anyways, uh, back to Everett Ross. If you're going to have him, that first scene, that's cool. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Bringing in Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a decision that I have liked less and less each time that she shows up on screen. She's like a literal reminder of all the stuff that I like the least about the MCU. Yeah, it's just, I don't like 
her character. I don't like her portrayal of the character. I don't like that they keep shoving her in stuff where I feel like she doesn't need to be. Like, I I get more and more frustrated with specifically that aspect and them trying to set up Thunderbolts each time that they keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch that show. Is it a show or a movie? Movie? Either way, I'm not going to watch it. So, like, seeing all the setup for stuff that I know that I'm not going to watch at this point makes it feel a little extra annoying to me, especially because the first Black Panther movie didn't really have a ton of, it, like, uh, broader MCU stuff. No. It really didn't. It was very self-contained, and it sticks out like a sore thumb in this movie in particular. Like we said before, I understand the larger idea that they're making and that they're setting up for the next Black Panther movie, assumedly, as well, for uh, how it's going to be directly the Americans that are going after Wakanda and the resources and all that. I understand all that, but I think this is also the least least compelling and like most damaging to the movie way that they could possibly go about it. Because it just kills any momentum they have, and it feels so totally separate, and it's also not really resolved in this movie in any way. So it feels superfluous because of the way it's actually integrated into the movie. Because it's not supposed to be the sole focus yet, and I feel like yeah. every time they cut back to it, it just derails any momentum that it had. Because it's so isolated, yeah. and they don't bring it back together at the end very well. Yeah, and I've heard people say like, oh, well, they're there to represent like the U.S. powers trying to get more power over Wakanda or like them seeing them only as a resource, even though they're pretending to be an ally. And I just feel like you get all of that in the first scene of the U.N. Like all of that is established so well there. Like you don't need uh, all of the scenes that are in this movie that help perpetuate oh the un doesn't trust ross oh they're b- trying to betray wakanda oh they want information or this and that like you you get all that context in that un scene with ramonda like it's so well done and then to just have it keep going is in my opinion like a detriment to the movie you don't need it really yeah, I that that's the main thing that I think you could cut. And then everything else is like good ideas that I think could be implemented better. But that is like the elephant in the room, as you said. Yeah, the other elephant in the room that people have mentioned has been Riri. People have been comparing her to uh, America Chavez in uh, Doctor Strange. I um, did. I see those complaints as well. I guess the thing for me is that America feels much more disappointing because like we don't know when we'll see her again we know we're seeing riri in the next couple of months with iron heart so i guess that's why i don't really mind riri in this movie as much but it is what it is yeah i think the movie like would be minimally different if they cut her out entirely you could keep the essentially the same plot with the character like with just a, any different character whatsoever and I feel like they don't, I feel like, um, like I said, I was one of the people who made that similar point with uh, America from Doctor Strange. It feels more obvious here um, that she's just a plot device and also setting up something in the future. Because um, like I felt that way with Doctor Strange, where when they bring her in, they set her up as an important character and they do a better job of that overall. She's more directly integral to the entire plot of the movie because they need her power and all that. Um, but I feel like at a certain point, she just becomes a MacGuffin and she loses her own characterization. 
And I feel like that happens here, but the movie also just doesn't devote enough attention to her to begin with. Um, It feels like there's so many other things going on that she, especially in the second act and then through the end of the movie, gets lost in the shuffle. And she feels superfluous in a lot of these situations where the actual plot is happening with the main characters and just feels like she's tagging along. And I understand why she, like, I understand all these things. They need to set up other stuff or they feel the need to. It's like, I get it all, but I think it does detract from the movie. And I think you could very easily work around this character and make the movie better. But I understand that they're not doing that. I don't know. For me, it was, I guess, disappointing. But like I said, we'll see her in her own show where she'll have her complete character arc there. What what I did like was the interactions that she had with a lot of the people. Her interaction with Sherry and Okoye, the first scene I really liked. I enjoyed her uh interactions with Ramonda and the way that you see Ramonda's touching and guiding hand through Riri. Um, I thought that was cool, but it does bring back to the point of, well, that could have just been random named person and then kept mm-hmm. going. But because it's Riri Williams, they have to keep her in the loop so that we can remember her. And that was funny because I had mentioned, yeah. oh yeah, Riri's going to be in Wakanda forever during a Black Panther. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, commentary. And you thought I was talking about Rihanna. Yeah, because she did the song. I was like, oh, I missed that they cast Rihanna as an MCU character and that she's going to get a movie or a show. I'm like, oh, okay. It feels weird that I missed a story that big. Uh, but that's how we refer to Rihanna a lot of the time uh, is you, you call her Riri. So that just made sense to me. And her, like I said, her doing the song felt like a logical, like, a logical leap for me to make as someone who has no idea what that character is. Yeah, that was that was funny to get that text of being like, I didn't know Riri was an actual That was my first reaction out of the Rihanna. theater was texting Manny saying like, oh, you did not mean Rihanna. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> uh, but that, that was funny. Well, I mean, we're talking about Rihanna. What do you think about the music in the movie? Because I, I liked it. I, I know that people don't like like oh they used songs for certain scenes when they could have used scores i thought the songs that they used were done really well and tastefully and they weren't like hammering you over the head i think they used two songs in the movie and both of them were created with the intention of being for the movie like with meaning behind them so i like i like that aspect but i might be in the minority about that I don't really have any strong feelings. I don't remember much about the songs in particular. I got up when, like as soon as the credits started just because I had to go to the bathroom so bad. And I missed the credit scene. So I missed the credit song. And I don't remember what the other song was in the movie and when it was. And the score I don't think made nearly as much of an impression on me as it did the first time around. Like the one part that I got into was, of course, when they actually started to play the theme when she was donning the costume and everything. Uh, and they didn't even, I don't think they even played the full theme, but they... Uh, as we talked about they the commentary, don't. when the drums started to come in, when the drums started to come in, I was like, oh, I'm getting into it, I'm getting into it, and they didn't play the full theme. So, like, it was good, it just didn't make as much of an impression on me, especially, I mean, it's not fair to compare a lot of this to the first movie, but the first movie has probably it's the not. best score of the MCU, um, so it's like, that's that's a high bar to clear, and this one did not clear it, but it was inoffensive, if nothing else, like, it just didn't make that much of an impression on me either way. Yeah. No, I I like it. I haven't listened to the soundtrack yet, but I remember watching it. I'm like, oh, this is a nice song. I like this. Jay brings up the marine life and water scenes. Do we think do we think James Cameron is going to be mad at the water effects in this movie? I don't think so, because his are going to look a lot better, to be fair. Well, yeah, but he was mad about Aquaman. Oh, was he? I don't know. 
I mean, he, he's, he's he a was like, water doesn't react that things. way. He didn't I, trademark water. I spent a decade of my life. I spent a decade in my of my life studying the physics of water, and that's not the way that light would reflect when you're that low below the water. It's like okay. That man does love water, to be fair. He knows a lot. Of, he knows more about water than probably any director who's making water, like, movies set in water, to be fair. But also, who gives a fuck? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this one tried to be much more realistic with their underwater city than Aquaman is. Because a lot of it is darker and murkier, and they have to install an artificial sun so that you can actually see stuff. But I did like that whole sequence of the movie where it was just Shuri and Namor talking with each other and they're explaining their ideologies to each other. And he shows her Dalokan and you see the similarities and you understand why Namor sees this as a good alliance because they've been through very similar things of having to hide themselves from colonizers or people that are trying to steal their resources I liked it. I thought it was a good development and a good way to show the dichotomy between the two. Because in the first one, Killmonger is like, we need to help our people that are like us. And in this one, it's, they're coming for both of us. We should make an alliance. If not, then I know where you stand. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I I like the dynamic between them, especially in that sequence that you're talking about. And obviously it pays off at the end. Uh, with the work that they did beforehand. Um, so, like, all that stuff is good. I think, again, I think a lot of the ideas in this movie, if nothing else, are really good. I think it's just uh, the overall structure of the script, as I keep saying, is, is what holds it back for me. Yeah, which is totally fine. A uh, uh, couple more things that I want to hit on. Angela Bassett in the movie. I think she kills it. I think she she puts a lot into the movie. She does. I have nothing else to say because she's really good. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, she's, she's really, really good as you really as you expected her to be. Yeah, yeah. I, although mm, it's not a complaint about her, it's more so a complaint that I think my main issue with this movie does does reside with Shuri, and I think a lot of it is because I don't think it commits to making Shuri the main character until way too late in the movie. I feel like the first I feel like the first half is much more about Angela Bassett and. Um, I think that sort of works to Shuri's detriment when they actually start to get into her arc in the later part of the movie, and I feel like they didn't really do much to set that aspect of it up. So once once Angela yes. Bassett's killed, I feel like that's when Shuri's actual arc starts, and they speed their way through it. And I also have the issue with the fact that um, she has the same basic like basic start and end point as T'Challa does uh, with his arc. So your parent, who is the ruler of Wakanda, is killed uh, by the villain, and then you don the Black Panther suit to get revenge on them, and then you realize at the end that revenge is not the way, and so you let them go. You let them live. It's the same basic beats that T'Challa had, which I think also detracts from it a little bit for me, because it's so similar, like, down to every major beat. It's just, obviously, you change characters and locations. Um, but I feel like, again, my uh, another problem I have is that it happens so late in the movie that I feel like they really speed through that stuff. Because I feel like it's not really about that, like the whole revenge aspect. Obviously, it doesn't happen until she loses her mother. But I feel like there's not as much of a driving force for Shuri in this movie until that point. It feels like she's a more passive character overall. And I wish I wish that part of her arc had, had happened earlier in the movie because then it wouldn't have all felt so rushed. That's my main issue, I think. See, and I don't feel like she's a passive character because like from the very beginning of the movie, 
like she's trying to save T'Challa. And I think that's a great shot, by the way, the, the wonder that they do with following Shuri as she's trying to create an artificial version of the heart-shaped herb. I really love that scene, and it, it hits. Um, but I feel like you get... You start off the movie with her being like, I have to do something. And then I don't want to say like she's not passive, but she's still clearly dealing with the grief and what she feels is failure that she couldn't, that she wasn't able to save her brother. But once her and Okoye go and start hanging out, she makes a lot of the decisions herself. She's the one that gives herself up to Talokan. She's the one that decides to that we need to take Riri with us. She's the one that decides, ultimately, let's do the heart-shaped herb again. She's the one that decides, let's go to war with Talokan again. Like, she's the one that's putting a lot of her own self forward. Um, I think that she does struggle. Like, I feel like her struggle might be, like what you perceive as being as like a passive character but for me it's i see it as her like she lost her brother she lost her dad her mom is queen but she views herself as someone who wasn't able to do the one thing she was good at the entire time and so now she's trying to do other things to keep her mind busy throughout the entire movie but that's just my opinion about shuri i do agree that the third act sort of just happens like Ramonda dies and then it becomes like, all right, now we're in the third act. All this stuff is going to start happening now. Yeah. It um, becomes a totally different movie. So, so I feel like if it was, I feel like if there was a little bit better pacing, it wouldn't feel as rushed because so much of it would feel a little bit tighter, but that's just my opinion on that. Yeah. I think, I think the actual, like that, character moment for her where she loses her mother I think needs to happen much earlier in the movie because it feels like such a drastic shift in what the movie is from that point on that I think more of the movie need to be like that for it to work to me because when Killmonger shows up to me that felt so out of nowhere uh because like there was basically just one scene where the like you can tell when she's talking to M'Baku I don't remember which comes first whether it's that or the Killmonger scene, but it feels uh, like the idea she, of revenge is, is introduced very abruptly uh, because obviously if that's when it happens, and I feel like if it happened earlier in the movie and we got to see more of that with her before we get to that point, I think it would have worked better for me. Yeah, she talks to Killmonger before she talks to M'Baku. Okay, yeah, I, I couldn't remember, but yeah, I mean, like Michael B. Jordan kills it, of course, in that scene, and it's cool, but it's great. That, that still feels like it comes just a little out of nowhere for me. No, I mean, you know, it's your opinion. You have your right to it. I just personally disagree. I think that I want to do some quick, like, I don't want to say like Easter eggs, but things that I noticed. And then I'll, and then we'll hit on the action real quickly. And then we can pretty much finish up there. Um, two, like, quick things that I noticed immediately. Um, the first scene with T'Challa and Black Panther is him coming out of the plane, like on top, like it's him dropping. And the first scene with T'Challa in this movie is him being lifted up in the casket. I don't know. Like that was just something that I saw and I was like, damn, that hits. But I don't know if anyone else is going to like truly catch that and or see like any importance in it. But that's just what I saw. I have to imagine it was intentional, but I'm sure it was. there's that. And then the second one was the mid credit scene when Nakia is talking with 
their son. And she says, like, um, your father prepared us for this moment, right? When he's when he passes. And that's such and that moment matters to me because in Black Panther One, we have that moment with T'Chaka and T'Challa, where T'Chaka says, like, the role of a father is to is to raise his people for when he passes that they'll be okay. And so just getting like that nod back to that first one, I don't know, just meant something to me of being like, dang, Mm -hmm. they obviously they paid attention because Kugler directed the first one. He directed this one. But there was like those are the moments of loving care that I see in the movie where I'm like, I, I, I appreciate it for this, even if I have my issues and it it can be messy and a little long. Sometimes I do feel like they wanted to make this movie, not like Ant-Man, where it's like, yeah, we're going to do a sequel because it's going to further the MCU. It's like, no, no, no. We want to tell this story. And I really appreciated that personally. Yeah, that was, I think, when we were talking about this the other day, that was, I think, my last overall point. Far more than pretty much any other movie I can remember, uh, other than the first Black Panther. Uh, there was more heart put in this one at every level, from the script to Cooler's direction to all the performances, obviously, the people who worked on the last one or just worked with Chadwick before have much more attachment to this, and you can tell on screen. The heart of this movie really shines through. That is one of the best compliments I can give it, because as you said, like using Ant-Man, using Ant-Man as an example, it's very, I don't want to say it's cold, but it's like very clearly there for franchise reasons, and this one feels, obviously it has its own MCU tie-in stuff, that it just was bound to have, but it feels like way more love put, was put into this one than any other MCU thing I can remember in a long time. Yeah, no, I agree. That I just felt like the emotion from every scene and every character in this. Like, no one was lacking, except for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one was lacking, <laughs> like, in this movie. Like, Namor had a lot of emotion and weight behind him and stuff. Mbaku, Nakio, Koye, all of them have really been affected, A, by Chadwick, but B, also by T'Challa in the world. And that was something that we talked with Yumi and Elena earlier was, like, the role of Mbaku in the movie and how I feel. His role was to look at, not like the selfish king or whoever he was in the first one, but he was a secondary, tertiary antagonist not a villain but an antagonist early on in the movie and he's seen as someone that oh we can't trust him blah 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 in this movie he's much more integrated into wakanda his people are much more integrated he's seen as a genuine leader but that also translates to the way that he treats others in the first one we get the scene where t'challa asks him like oh will my mother be safe here like there will be no harm with your mother here, we will protect her and stuff. So there's that moment where you get like, okay, he does respect at least Ramonda and stuff. But in this one, the way that Ramonda treats uh, M'Baku is a lot different. There's kind of like a setup for him and Shuri, like a little brother, like a big brother, little sister dynamic. But it's much more of, I respected your brother. Like it's your say like your best friend and their brother died and you are the one that to go console them and you say like you know i spent time with your brother i learned this and that from him i'd like to impart that on you he's sort of a guiding wisdom force for shuri and ultimately for wakanda by the end of the movie um yeah i mean i I just think winston duke kills it 
he's not in it a lot, but to be fair, he wasn't in the first one a lot, in my opinion. Um, so him being a character that learned from the first one and sort of tries to guide Shuri as she's going through similar things, I think works for me personally. But like I said, I say this pretty much every time. It's just my opinion. Take it or leave it for whatever you will. I just like talking about it and discussing. Yeah. And like, I, I like, I like what he does when he's actually more involved. I just, I think more than anything, I was just surprised that he didn't play a more active role, like considering his popularity and the fact that obviously the two male leads of the last movie are not in this one anymore, or at least not, not playing major roles in this one for obvious reasons. I definitely thought he would be more actively involved than he was. And he's like, he still works very well as a side character, but I definitely expected more from him. And I think they could have done more with him if they wanted to. And like, they didn't want to, and that's, that's fine. I just was surprised that they didn't go that direction with him because I would have liked to see more of it because I do think he does such a great job. Yeah. And then the last point I'll hit on it and then we can pretty much wrap up this Black Panther talk. Um, M'Baku's thighs, am I right? Like crush me with those. No, uh, the action scenes of the movie. I feel like there's an action scene similar in the beginning where there's a car chase scene. I like the action better in... Um, Black Panther 1 but I like the bridge scene action quite a bit I like the way that they utilized Talukan's like water grenades I thought those were cool the fight between uh, Atuma and Okoye I thought that was cool where he just sort of like pushed her into the spear and then she falls down like that's cool it shows like they're a formidable force for them because so much of the Dormelage we see as being not like greater than but they're very strong very powerful they can take you out very quickly um so i did like that they introduced them being a true formidable force that they haven't really thought about before um and then the third act i know that this is where you and me differ the most is that i like this third act more than i like the first one it still has the same issue of the character moment working the character moments working better than the big climactic battle sequence but maybe it's because i liked uh the Talokan so much that I liked uh, the fight on the ship. And then obviously the final fight between uh, Shuri and Namor. I thought it was cool how they're like, oh, well, he uses water. So let's just dry him out and then you can take care of him. And then we get the Last of Us 2 moment where she gets a flash saying like, oh, revenge is not the way. And then she lets him live uh, for another day for another battle eventually. Yeah, yeah, I was not a fan of this third act. It was basically uh when I saw when I saw the first couple shots of the CGI in that whole area, I was like, I'm checking out until we get to the resolution of whatever this is because it was just mind-numbingly fake-looking weightless bullshit to me, <laughs> the entire action sequence, and when it was done, I liked what the resolution was, but everything in between was just honestly mind-numbing was the word that come was the word that came to mind. It just looked awful to me. And I still like I, I would personally take the third act of the first movie over this because um, I think the character moments work better in that overall and they do establish a good dynamic with the side characters that are involved in that in that first uh, in the third act of that first movie. So I would take that uh, gun to my head. It, they still both have the same overall problems of I think they just look terrible. And yeah, the effects in this movie in a lot of cases, I think, look terrible. Um, but I also don't hold it against this movie too much in particular because it's happened before and it's also happening in all these movies now is that they just look awful to me most of the time. Yeah, I don't I don't personally feel that. Mind numbing is such 
an interesting word because I did not feel that weightless. I can see, but I don't know. I, some of it worked, some of it didn't. Obviously, the final resolution between Namor and uh, Shuri works the best. But in the end, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go see it next week with my mom um, because we want to go see it together. She saw it um, with my dad earlier, but she wants to go see it again because she loves this world. So uh, almost I could go see it again at least another time, maybe two more, but we'll see. Yeah, that's all I got. Cool. So that's it for pretty much movies. I mean, I don't have you seen anything else? You were at the movies a couple of times. Uh, no, I have not been watching much the last couple of weeks. Really awesome. Sounds much. good. Uh, I saw Barbarian, which you still have not watched, I don't think. I still have not watched. <laughs> been waiting to talk about that with Elena and or you for a little while. So we'll have to wait a little while longer for that. But Barbarian's pretty good. 3.5. 3.5. Gets the neck. It does get the uh, neck, but... Yeah. Before we head out, let's let's touch on games real quickly. Only okay, a couple we things did. to really. No, we didn't. We didn't actually talk about any of our games. We talked about Pokemon. Uh, Nick and I started playing Halo. the The campaign co op came out, so we've been playing that for a little bit. Only played the first couple oh, yeah, of missions, right. but it actually worked pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, no, it, um, there were a couple weird glitches where, like, both of our Xboxes froze up for a couple seconds. Um, that happened to once for each of us, I think, around the same area. So I don't know what that was all about, but didn't have any lag issues really at any point, uh, which I definitely expected to happen. Even when, like, when I've had good internet and whoever I'm playing with has good internet, Halo Co-op is always laggy for me. And it was not the case here, which I was definitely expecting it to be. So that was a pleasant surprise. But yeah, I think we both just remarked that, yep, the game it's, hasn't even been a year yet uh, since the campaign came out, but the game still feels really good to play, and it's, a, it's just very enjoyable to play through, and it's fun with a friend. So like, I don't have, I don't have many other strong feelings about it because it's a game that I really like, that I still really like, and it's fun to play it in a different way than I've played it before. Yeah. Uh, they, they canceled split screen, Harley. They canceled split, split screen co-op. They still have online co-op. Outside of that... I know that I started playing Vampire Survivors, which is a rogue. Uh, it's not really a roguelike because you're in the same because you're in the same like floors each time, but it differs in the equipment and the hero that you choose. Um, but it's a game where you sort of get plopped into an area with a bunch of enemies and you try to defend the waves as long as you possibly can until you can get to the next floor. So you get different weapons upgrades sometimes you get like armor sets depending on how you want to build your character it's on game pass it's very fun it's better to play than to explain so i would just recommend it it's very cheap it's very good it's casual you can get in for a couple minutes see it and then sort of decide from there if it's something that you're interested in because it'll be a very familiar formula oh god nick you know what i haven't talked about uh oh, that doesn't sound good. Gotham Knights. Did we not talk? Did, had you not played this on the lot before the last episode? I don't I feel think like we talked did. about it somewhere. Did we? Anyways, the game is shit. I don't play. Feel it. like don't we buy did. It. Yeah, yeah. I think we did talk about this on a stream or a podcast. I don't really want to get into sure it again because it's only going to make you mad. Yes. No, it's. It's bad. Don't play it. I, I uninstalled it for my Xbox today. I said, I'm not even going to finish this story. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. 
sucks that it was bad because I know people were looking forward to that, but it seemed like it was trending in that direction for a while that that's how the game was going to turn out, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, but in two weeks, Midnight Suns comes out and I'm excited for that one. That, that, That looks much more my speed. I mean, this one also looked like it could be up my speed, but it was just executed terribly. I will not be playing Midnight Suns, folks. Yeah. Was there anything else that I played recently? A couple things that I played I can bring up if you don't have anything. There's one more topic that we didn't even talk about that you can bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll tie in in a second. Uh, Yeah, we'll finish with that. Yeah. First off, the uh, something very important I need to talk about. My franchise mode in Madden NFL 22. We got to talk about this. So every football season, I get very into Madden for, a, for like very into Madden for a couple weeks of the football season. It happens happens like this every single year. I know that it happens. Now I can get the game from a year ago on Game Pass and just start a new franchise mode. And I won the Super Bowl, folks, with Josh Allen as my quarterback on the fantasy draft at Kansas City Chiefs. There we go. That's my Madden update. Can't tell if he muted me or if the internet's doing things again. I went to go check on my chicken. <laughs> Is it thawed yet? <laughs> you said almost. You said bad, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my cue to go." Yeah, I figured you would either leave or mute me or stop the stream or something. That's just how I figured it would go. Um, yeah, I just no, wanted to I update had you that in my ears. For a bit. I heard you. Congrats on getting okay. there with Josh Allen. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm gonna gonna go for a repeat right now. I'm in the middle of season two of the franchise mode. Uh, another game that I've been playing again lately. Played it uh, a few days last week. Is Mario Party Superstars. Do you remember how magical Mario Party was when we played it last year? The two times that I whooped your ass? You only whooped me that one time because chance time on the penultimate turn took all three of my stars away when you had zero stars and you got all three of them. I'm still yeah, not over yeah, that. that. I'm never going to be over that. That's some bullshit. The fact that I said it was a <laughs> magical time is just, showing, is just showing how much I've tried to move on. I, do, I don't actually feel that way deep down. I'm still mad at you, even though it's the game's fault. Nick is harboring deep resentment for me for stealing his three stars. That's right. Um, but anyway, I played Mario Party Superstars again last weekend because it was in preparation for a drunk stream, as we've been doing, and it was a rival stream because you had your own thing going on. So I had to log into my dusty-ass Twitch channel that I haven't used in a year, close to that, uh, to play Mario Party, and uh, played it with the boys, uh, Jay, Arcadio, and Bobby, um, and then uh, Bobby's wife Jen joined in for a little bit to play for him, and we had a bunch of people in the voice chat, and it was a fun time. But the reason for the occasion was that our buddy Jay came to visit me here in Kansas City, and uh, and our plan for the stream was to play Mario Party. We went out and got a bunch of stuff from the liquor store to drink that night. It was a very, very fun time. We all got very inebriated, and I think we kind of regretted it the next morning, but that's also part of the fun. But yeah, Drunk Mario Party, I've played a handful of times in my life now, and it's a magical experience every time. And I cannot wait to do more Drunk Mario Party in the future. I will not be drunk for Mario Party. I know, it sucks. It sucks. I understand why, and I'm not mad at you for it, but it is fun to just be with a bunch of other people that are as drunk as you playing a, a very stupid, very annoying video game. It's very fun. Or I can listen to all you guys be idiots. You could, yeah. We were doing that for like four hours, to be fair. But yeah, we had a very fun time playing Mario Party, and I had a very fun time hosting Jay. I had to do so much driving. I had to drive his ass around everywhere at Manny. It was horrible. We went went and tried so much food. He's needy. What do you expect? It's true, yeah. Had to go out of my way to go get boba and to go get coffee twice. I went to two coffee shops. Me. Two fucking coffee shops in like three or four days. 
that would never happen again. That will never happen again. Not on my watch. Uh, but we had a fun time. And the coffee, one of the coffees was good. The other one was not so, not quite so good. The Thai food we got was pretty good. I was overall a fan of it. Even though everyone immediately diminished the uh, quality of the Thai food because of where I live. Uh, that was fun. Didn't you guys get breakfast somewhere? Uh, we did Sunday morning. It was just at a uh, regular American breakfast place. I got, I got biscuits and gravy. And uh, it was bad. I love biscuits and gravy, but those biscuits and that gravy were terrible. I was very disappointed in that meal. I'm just going to make it at home now. Yeah, Jay agrees that breakfast was ass. <laughs> yeah, we were both disappointed, but I like he at least finished his. I ate half of mine, then I was like, all right, I'm going to try and take it home. And then it's been five days and or three days now. It's going to be five days by the time I get back home, and then I'm going to throw it out because it's been too long at that point. But yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, but yeah, we went out for drinks one night with my roommate. Uh, that was fun. Uh, Jay loved the vibe of the bar, of course. Uh, the vibe is his favorite word, and the vibe of that place is very cool. Had some good drinks there. Had some good times, some good laughs and all that. Uh, he says we got bagels. We did. That was kind of disappointing. Um, wasn't the magical experience that I had at the bagel place in Vegas, unfortunately. Um, I was hoping to get a sandwich or something like that, but their sandwich options were limited in terms of stuff I would enjoy. And I wanted to get a chalky chip bagel, but they did not have those there. So I had to just get a plain bagel with a different schmear on it, which was still good, but I was a little disappointed overall in terms of what I was hoping to get next time I went to a bagel place. Uh, we also went to Culver's, which was it was Jay's first time ever trying Culver's, and he got the veggie option from the menu. I think it's called like the Harvest Burger, and he was not a huge fan of it. I don't know if he liked his ice cream anymore, uh, but I love Culver's. I think we might have talked about this on the very first episode when we did the, the French fry tier rankings. I love their fries. They're very, very good. And I got a double butter burger. That one that one just hit for me, especially after the cheese scan that we went to. And I was very hungry, and I hadn't eaten since the shitty breakfast I had in the morning. Uh, that, that butter burger hit. It was one of my favorite fast food meals I've had in a while. I'm not going to go into the football game, for your sake. We, I talk about on the football yeah. podcast, which whenever that drops this week, you guys can listen to that to hear our full thoughts on the in-person Arrowhead Stadium experience. Yes, you can indeed do that. Manny won't. <laughs> Um, oh yeah that shit i know i know (laughs) i don't i just don't i don't like football so i don't i'm aware uh jay says talk about the restaurant solo experience so this is something i've talked about before um when i went to the paramore concert last month i was dragging my feet on the idea of going by myself for a long time and you guys kept telling me to do it which i ultimately did and i had a nice time i would have enjoyed it more if i was with friends the whole time I generally get a little anxious about going to things by myself. Movies I got over pretty quickly because I'm just sitting there in the dark by myself watching a movie and everyone else is doing the same thing. Um, So it feels less awkward and it's just easy for me to do at this point. But there was a point for a few minutes when we were at the Thai restaurant on Friday and Jay got up and went to the bathroom. He was there for a while. And at a certain point, I put in our group DM that we have with all the football people. And I was like, I was like, this is not helping uh, This is not helping everyone's case of uh, telling me to go eat in restaurants by myself more often. Because I was just sitting there for like three or four minutes waiting for him to get back. And the anxiety that, in, that ensued from that, just for me sitting there in a restaurant by myself, I can't explain it, but it was absolutely terrible. I, I, I do not want to eat in a restaurant by myself. I will, I will get takeout. I'll take it back to the apartment or I'll eat in the car. But I am not sitting in a restaurant and eating by myself. I'm just not doing it. I don't mind eating in a restaurant by myself. Most people that I've talked to seem seem to not. I was about to pull a Bobby and go to Buffalo Wild Wings by myself and just hang out there. That that's wild. It's, it's just like a normal thing for me, but ED's what ED is. Different for everyone. 
yeah, I've got weird anxiety about certain things. That's just how it is for me. And that's one of those things that now that I have actually experienced it, uh, a small version of it, I'm like, yep, I don't enjoy that at all. Well, at least you did it. At least you got it I did. over with. Well, I wasn't trying to. I didn't like go and eat the whole meal by myself. It was just like a three or four minute trial period, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, not my thing. But the whole weekend, as Jay says in the chat, was very fun. It was an adventure. We did some fun stuff. And I got him to uh, mm. eat Culver. So we, we were going to do a whole winger drive through video thing, but we were both so fucking tired after the uh, football game that and the drive through situation at Culver's is weird. So we were just like, yeah, I don't think we even officially said this, but I realized that our meals were eaten and we had not done any hashtag content. So that just never happened. Good. Just enjoy your meal in the moment, right? Yes. Not everything has to be fucking content. We got we back, we got back to the apartment, which is like a ten minute drive from Culver's, and then we changed because we were all bundled up for uh, the game, and uh, then we were doing other stuff. We had to clean some stuff up and everything like that. So it was like forty five minutes between when we got the food and when we actually ate it. Yeah, it was a whole ordeal. Yeah, Culver's is weird. Sometimes they take a long time to actually get your food. Well, it wasn't that. It's just the fact that we had to pull forward and just sit there, which is like normal for them. They usually get it out very quickly. Um, but it was just weird, like most drive-thru places, obviously, are not like that in my experience. Freddy's sometimes is like that. Cane's can be like that, depending on what you order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freddy's is like is like that like half the time for me. Harley asks, is, has no one I've been to a restaurant with before gone to the bathroom before? I'm sure it has happened, um, but most of my restaurant experiences in my life have been with multiple people. Whether it's my parents or like a group of friends or something like that, I don't usually like go to an actual sit-down place with just one person. Yeah, usually if I go to like a sit-down place with just one person and they use the bathroom, they don't come back. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's I don't know how to all I got. that. Yeah, no, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, did, we did our show. <laughs> we did. I'm glad that Jay and Pete liked that joke. <laughs> No, I also liked the joke, but I'm like, I don't know how to actually respond to that joke. <laughs> to be fair, that's not what actually happens, okay? Like, I, I haven't been in a sit-down restaurant with one other person in a very long time. That, that, like, how do I say this? I haven't been on a date in a long time. Yeah, I was so going to bring up that I don't like go on dates. So with a friend, it like it's with a friend. It's someone yeah. that probably gave me a ride there. So they need to give me a ride back. I, I just I saw the joke and I thought, let's take it. Let's go for it. It worked. Everyone in the chat seems to have liked the joke. I just didn't know how to respond to it. So I dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, I played Final Fantasy seven for two hours. That's about it for me. Yeah, I have not been playing that much. I started Persona 5, but I haven't gotten back to it in a couple weeks. Mm, yeah. That's it. No, that's it for me, too. I think we actually got through everything that we needed to. Well, there's only one thing that I was actually sure we were going to talk about, and everything else was just stuff that you brought up, pretty much. It's true, but we but we got through it, didn't we? We did. Recorded a lot of that hashtag content tonight. Hashtag content. Hashtag if you want to see even baby. more hashtag content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Infinite Manny and then Reeves117 over on Twitter. Reeves underscore 117. My bad. There I got to get go. that correct. 
I gotta get the underscore. These links are all uh, gonna be down in the us. description. Yeah. Follow us on Twitch where we do the show live pretty much. Uh Infinite Manny One. Or sometimes if I if I'm a dick and I say I want my Twitch channel, uh you can go follow Nick at Infinic over on Twitch as well. But other than that, Infinic that's all one one seven. Is it one one seven as well? Just get rid of the one one seven. It's cleaner. I think so. It's cleaner. I think I I think I might have actually used to have the Infinix, then I added the 117. I don't remember. I've gone through like five usernames on Twitch. But that's yeah. what it is right now. So, yeah, once again, if Manny doesn't let me use his channel, I will be streaming on there, even though that won't happen too often. Alana, thank you for the Hasbula. Thank you for subscribing for 10 months. That That's insane. We're almost at a year. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Almost at a year of having monetization on the channel. To where we can get subscribers and stuff. I've been subbed for 11 months. Not to say that I'm better than Elena, but I have been subbed for longer. Wow, that's toxic. We're just going to let that one hang there. It hung long enough. Long enough. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thanks guys. Everyone <laughs> thanks who's with us, us here in the chat. It was it was a fun night. I wish my internet were, were better. I wish this was a bit more of a streamlined episode than it was with fewer moments of awkwardness. But that's just how it goes sometimes. I'll clean it up in post. So if you listen to this on the podcast feed, it'll sound better. So, so it'll it'll be on the podcast feed a little bit later. Thank you. We love you. We'll see you guys later. Spend some happy times with people that you love during the holidays. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.